0: Hello and welcome to Your Intention Matters the podcast. My name is Paul Madot. Hope everybody's having a great day. Today on this episode, I have Quinn Makins, Director of Global Sales Operations over at Aptis in San Mateo, California, up in the Bay Area. Quinn, welcome.
1: Thanks, Paul. Great to be with you this morning.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. Listen, uh, say hi to everybody and a quick intro into who you are.
1: Hi, everybody. Yeah, so uh, as Paul mentioned, I'm a director of sales operations at, uh, at Aptus and uh, we have a, a fun time right now at our company. We're hiring and growing quickly, and glad to share a little bit about my experience and background, and hopefully it'll benefit some people.
0: Well, good, Quinn. And again, thanks for being here. Um, I appreciate you um, taking the time to to share your story with us, because from what I know about it, Uh, It's a pretty cool one. And so if you're open to it, let's get into it. Sounds great. Let's get started. All right. So let's go back to 2004. Uh, You're a Yellow Jacket, right?
1: That's right. All right. All right. So Uh, Atlanta, Georgia Tech, uh, big, big fan. So All
0: right. So you graduate from Georgia Tech, industrial engineering in 2004, uh, coming up on 17, 18 years or 16 years ago now. Um, take us back. What was your vision at that time? Where did you see yourself in 2020?
1: Maybe, a, a plant manager, uh, for, a manufacturing, uh, plants. Um, so I definitely did not end up, uh, where, where I had, uh, expected. Um, but that was, uh, What I really enjoyed uh, in the industrial engineering program was looking at uh, complex operations and how to make them as um, efficient as possible. So uh, that's probably where I would have uh, predicted. I also had thought about uh, uh, becoming a fighter pilot. And uh, so those were kind of two areas that I was uh, pretty interested in. I had uh, Air Force and Navy uh, ROTC scholarships. And, uh, um, didn't uh, was not uh, was not sure if I could do a 10-year commitment uh, on the scholarship so uh, I joined Lockheed Martin uh, working on a production plant for aircraft and also helping to, to train uh, pilots uh, after school really uh, enjoyed that and then later got into the uh, software space
0: so let's talk about that how do you convert? an industrial engineering background with a side thought of, uh, I want to do some flying here. I want to get into that. How do you convert that into a career uh, working for some pretty big companies, uh, really on the software sales operations side of the coin? How how did you do that?
1: Well, so in the industrial engineering, a big piece of that now is supply chain management. Um, so, um, as you know, the leaders in supply chain management are getting very sophisticated with, uh, technology just in time inventory, obviously Amazon is, is kind of dominating in that mm. space. And a lot of that's technology, uh, driven and, um, if you look at sales operations and the sales, uh, Space. It's also, you have different tools and applications, and you want to get customers the right information uh, at the right times. And so there's a lot of kind of connections between supply chain and, and sales. Okay. So anyways, so, all right. So yeah, you, that's you, kind you, of uh, how I got into
0: it. You're working for Lockheed Martin, and then you, I know you worked for Symmetrol, and you you're head of sales operations there was that your first uh, go on the sales side
1: yeah well so I went from uh, Lockheed Martin to a software company called uh, Manhattan Associates um, and they have uh, supply chain software to give you better visibility um, into your inventory and help you manage your global uh, global supply chain network so um, I was a consultant. I actually got to spend a lot of time in uh, Edmonton, Canada, uh, going to um, some uh, um, some football and hockey games up there, which was fun. Um, and then Simtrol was um, a startup, um, and the leadership team had come from Manhattan Associates. So, um, so I knew several of the people there. Um, and uh, at the time that I joined, they maybe had. Uh, 20 or 25 people. Um, they had a software application that had been kind of in some stages of development for 10 or 15 years, and they were wanted to start uh, hiring sales and basically getting this product um, out into the market. So, uh, so I was one of the first, I would say, kind of a general business operations. I did a lot of demos, I did uh, webinars to explain our platform. I worked with our partners, I worked with all of our leadership team, um, kind of all over the place. Uh, And we had essentially maybe 10 or 15 software developers and then we had like five business guys that just did marketing, sales, all of that. So the fun fun experience for me, I I mean, I uh, went from Lockheed that maybe had 100,000 employees to Manhattan Associates that maybe had 2,000 to Simtrol that had 25. So it was uh, a little bit different.
0: And so talk to me about your decision to leave because it sounds like there was a, a comfort level there. There was a sense of familiarity with the people given your your long background with them. So uh, why did you leave?
1: Well, um the timing wasn't quite right, unfortunately. Uh, right after I, I joined Simtrol uh, was the, the stock market crash of 2008, um, so it was very hard to uh, raise, raise money that we needed to, to grow the business. Um, so <clears throat> we were uh, we were trying to uh, find ways that we could use that that market downturn to our advantage. So. One example was part of the stimulus was going into education to um, help it, uh, help enable uh, schools to be more uh, you know to, to adopt new technology and improve improve areas of the schools. So we kind of pivoted on our product to target education. Um, I, I uh, helped with a deal in um, Ohio K through 12 school districts, a couple of uh, deals and uh, Georgia public school system, but, uh, there were very long sales cycles and, uh, very labor intensive. And, uh, it was a hard, hard way to start with a, a small company. So, um, so anyways, that's, uh, it didn't quite, uh, didn't quite take off the way that, that we were hoping and, um, kind of led me to the decision to go to business school at Georgia Tech. Um, and uh, was part of the entre- an entrepreneurship program, and I was kind of thinking to myself, if I had to do this over again, what would I have done differently? So, uh, have an opportunity to learn from very experienced entrepreneurs and investors on how they got their business off the ground and and running, and raised uh, raised capital when they needed to, and and things like that. So that was, that was kind of led me to go back for for my MBA at
0: Georgia Tech and so okay so you're still in Georgia uh, at that time and uh, you know you're managing an unfortunate situation such as the 2007-2008 you know kind of fallout that we all experienced and yet here you are in the Bay Area so how do you go from from Atlanta Georgia or the Georgia area to uh, to the Bay how'd that happen
1: yeah it's an interesting uh Kind of an interesting story. One thing that I'll mention about that the stock market crash, I think there's a maybe the book in the book Challenger Sale, where um, they noticed there was a certain DNA of sales professionals that actually did just as well or better after the economic crash. Um, so when you look at uh, you know those ups and downs of uh, you know economic cycles and Figure out how are how are some of these people selling just as much in the downturns versus uh, versus the booming period, and uh, you know that it kind of you can help put things in perspective a little bit when it seems like oh no nobody's taking my calls nobody has budget and it's like yes some people are still finding a way to do okay so uh, anyways hopefully uh, I I will uh, that book kind of uh, I think was a good, uh, gives me some good tips for, for when that inevitably happens. Again, it's obviously there's always going to be, uh, those cycles, but, um, so yeah, during my MBA program, I did a, my internship at Cisco, um, in uh, 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 data strategy for, uh, for our supply chain organization. So I was actually, I did my internship based out of an Atlanta office, but flew out to the Bay area. At, occasionally to uh, present projects and things and then i uh, got a full-time offer in the bay area and thought you know um a good place I, I i like this tech space i had tried a uh tried a tech startup in atlanta um but i was kind of committed to um you know to these kind of high growth uh, tech businesses and i thought ah I'll give it, I had never even been to the Bay Area when I moved out here. Um, <laughs> just a couple of trips, to, uh, so uh, it was it was, uh, it was a change, but uh, it's been fun.
0: Well, let's just move then. Let's go across the country. I've never even yeah. been there before, but why not, right?
1: I was thirty, you know, so uh, it, it was uh, it was a big change, but it, yeah, it's uh, been good.
0: And how long were you at Cisco?
1: Uh, from beginning of my internship to the end, I want to say about four years altogether. Um, I was in a couple of areas. So as I mentioned, started off in this kind of analytics dashboard space for um, our global operations team, uh, more more focused on uh, supply chain, uh, but also you know a lot of like customer satisfaction metrics and. And things like that and then i moved into a, a new team called sales and operations planning so we were essentially the uh the liaison between our sales organization and our uh supply chain organization so what products do we have in stock when are think when are new products coming out when will they be available to, for customers so uh and we did our uh we worked on our global sales forecast with our sales leaders and converted that into how much uh, materials do we have to purchase and where should we build things depending on uh, what the sales forecast looks like. So I so was kind of uh, went from strictly operations into starting to work with, uh, work with some sales leaders. And um, the thing that I really liked about working with the sales team was how the uh, dynamic and fast-paced it was, and also the ability to uh, drive revenue growth. Um, So when when I was focused more on the supply chain operations piece, a lot of it's about cost reduction and efficiency. Uh, Working with the sales team, you feel like, okay, we're growing. Uh, And also with the operations piece, there's a certain kind of optimization that you can do where, this is, as, this is as good as it's going to get. On the sales side, there's, there's not much of a ceiling. So you can continuously find mm. better, better ways of doing things. And so that, those were two things that appealed to me about
0: it. So you spent four years at Cisco in a few different roles, a few different experiences. And I know that you're relatively uh, still new in your role at Aptus, in your second or third month right now. Uh, but in between uh, Cisco and now, uh you worked for was it Marketo and NetApp as well?
1: Yes, and, yeah. And so
0: talk to me about uh, your exp why would you leave Cisco, uh Marketo, what was going on there in your life and NetApp and and then how you end up how you ended up at Aptus?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um Marketo was uh was a lot of uh, a lot of fun uh for me. Um that was uh I think a month or two after I joined, the company uh, was purchased uh, by, by a pri- uh, private equity firm, uh, Vista Equity Partners, who owns a lot of, uh, lot of SaaS companies. Um, very, very well known in this space, and um, so after that, it was a period of, of, of tremendous change uh, day over day, week over week, month over month. Um, and, uh, and as part of that change, I, I was able to get some opportunities to work with different leaders that I had noticed. I was not qualified to do some of the work I was doing, uh, even between
0: you and me, don't worry about it. It's just us. <laughs> no,
1: I was, so it was very fun. Um, I was, I was. Learning new things and, and, uh, uh, yeah, I got a really, uh, got to get a really high level picture of how to look at, uh, what a high performing sales organization, um, working with some of some members of our our C suite and then also on the very detailed operations, you know, what field in Salesforce, how should we, (laughs) so, uh, from, the kind of the full, full uh, spectrum, uh, the, the primary things that I was doing at uh, Marketo were um, managing our weekly sales forecast. And so every week, we uh, every Monday, we, we met with all of our global sales leaders and went through what's our current month and current quarter forecast. And then I would review with our uh, chief sales officer and he would put in his forecast judgment and we'd send send it off to our board of directors every Monday. So, um, that was part of my primary responsibility and then quarterly business reviews and, and
0: things like and that. And you, you left Marketo uh, electively to go to NetApp?
1: Uh, yes. So, um, at the time, uh, during some of these transitions, a lot of our uh, sales operations team was moving, uh, from the Bay area to Denver and, uh, my wife was uh, pregnant with our second child at the time and was not quite ready to move to Denver, uh, so um, so that kind of played a role in uh, in my decision to to move to NetApp. Um, and one thing that really appealed to me about uh, the opportunity at NetApp was it was it was kind of uh, a pricing strategy and uh, deal desk uh, operations uh, role. So. Um, a lot of my experience was, and I kind of look at sales operations in two big buckets. One of them I would say is, uh, kind of like efficiencies, reporting, forecasting, uh, compensation, territory planning, a little bit more on the strategic side. And then one of them is on the, how do we close a deal, uh, Paperwork, prices, discounts, offerings, bundles, uh, things like that. So um, I had not had as much experience on the actual uh, process of closing a deal um, or um, how to set the best prices and discounting policies and optimize that kind of quote-to-cash process. So... um, I, uh, I had some very, uh, good managers with a lot of experience there and and learned a lot about, about that area.
0: You know, you mentioned Denver, uh, great town, um, great backdrop, good people, but if it didn't make your wife's shortlist, um, out of curiosity, was there a shortlist? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, she uh, my wife only has about 10 cities that she would, uh, allow us to relocate to. Um, and it's like New York city, uh, Chicago, Boston, LA. Anyways, Denver was not on the list. So I i tried to talk her into it. I love Denver, but uh she she uh she rejected my proposal.
0: Well Quinn, there was no way you were gonna win that one. <laughs> no, I didn't a not a <laughs> uh, well listen, I appreciate you sharing your story with us here. And so, you know, it's, it's been an interesting ride that you've had. You you're you're in Georgia. You graduate uh, industrial engineering, two thousand and four. You pivot that into uh, a sales career. You work for one of the big boys in terms of Lockheed Martin, and then you you move into a more of a startup, smaller boutique type of shop on the sales operations side at Symetra. You go back into uh, into the global space of organizations. You pick up shop. You leave Atlanta, go to the Bay Area, where you're obviously familiar with San Francisco. But as you said. You don't really know much about the city, so you pick up your life and go across. You move with Cisco, and then a couple other big companies, Marketo, which eventually has become an Adobe company, and a NetApp, which was acquired by Oracle. Um, and you, you've built a family as oh, well. In
1: that. I don't think NetApp's been acquired by Oracle yet, but uh, I don't. <laughs> Maybe you have more you know, inside information. They're, they're still uh, they're still doing okay. Um, uh, you know what?
0: You're right. I'm thinking of NetSuite. NetSuite, Thank yeah.
1: NetApp's a, a data infrastructure uh, company. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah good, good, uh,
0: good catch there. You're right. I'm thinking of NetSuite, not not NetApp. You're right. I don't want anybody. Yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The stock prices are yeah. going down. Everything's yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. So, uh, well, listen, Quinn. You know, you, you've shared your story with us about your your career and, and your personal life a little bit. Um, but you know, in doing some research on you before the podcast, I know that you have a couple of causes on the volunteer side as well that are close to home. So talk to me about that if you'd like to as well. What's driving yeah, you? Yeah, there? happy.
1: Um, so, so a couple that um, I'm involved in right now. One of them uh, is continuing to work with uh, Georgia Tech um, as part of uh, as uh, an advisory board member and in, in this entrepreneurship program and. Uh, one thing that I feel pretty strongly about that is that a strong uh, strong partnerships between uh, the business world and research uh, institutions and potentially uh, government institutions are, are kind of critical in a lot of ways to self self regulate themselves and uh, also uh, getting it, um, a lot of these innovations, whether it's in healthcare, cybersecurity. Biotech, uh, uh, clean energy, from the scientists that are building that, and some some of our leading institutions into the real world is is uh, is kind of an important thing. So that's uh, that's one area that I'm I'm involved in, um, and uh, yeah, a couple other uh, organizations, leukemia and lymphoma. Uh, so that's uh, my mom was uh, diagnosed with uh, lymphoma about 10 years ago, so we've always uh, our family's a big supporter of that organization, and um, she's uh, she's I think on the board member in uh, the San Antonio uh, uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and then uh, Second Harvest uh, Food Bank is a uh, is a popular um, volunteer spot in the Bay Area. They do really good work with uh helping uh, helping to feed the needy and uh, and it, I, I think it's important to give uh, to give back because um really helps put things in perspective not only uh, not only is it a good thing to do but the people that that you meet a lot of times at these uh, places are uh, we you know we do some of the same work we have a lot a lot of things in common so just from kind of building your network, doing something good, um, feeling uh, feeling that you're kind of giving back. Uh, I, I, of course, love, uh, you know, le- love my job and sales operations phase, but uh, uh, removing yourself uh, occasionally and being on the production line of a uh, boxing of uh, lunches and handing them out is
0: Kind of a nice change. So. Well, it's it's a pretty rewarding uh, experience because you're right. I mean, there's there's so many of us who are so blessed with many things, and it's nice to have that balance. And and it's pretty cool that you've identified a couple causes that um, that are important to you. And uh, you know, the, the the career and the life that you've built for yourself is is pretty amazing. And so, congrats on what you've been able to do thus far.
1: I oh, appreciate it, yeah, Paul. Well, uh
0: You know, I, I always like to ask this question of anybody who's on on the podcast Um, any advice for anybody listening. If somebody came to you and said, Hey Quinn, any piece of advice for me, whether I'm, whether I'm just getting my career going or I'm midstream, anything that, um, that you'd like to share um, right now?
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing is to find, um, you know, find something that you just care deeply about because um, I think sometimes people get in, can get in a, profession or a job for the wrong reason, whether it's they want something stable, uh, they think they can make a lot of money at it, um, or another reason, but, um, you have to be willing to, um, and be excited to work long hours. (laughs) And, uh, if you're doing something that you're not, you know, you're not enjoying, it's, it's just not gonna, not gonna make that fun. So, um, at least with me, I, uh, I've i kind of liked this um, operations, software, uh, data space and have kind of moved from supply chain into sales. But it's always uh, been something that I, you know, kind of enjoy, have kind of enjoyed doing. And I think that's kind of uh, kept me going at some times when, uh, you know, w- when, uh, everybody will go through challenges in their career with their companies or with their bosses. And Mm -hmm. it's gotta be something that's pretty deep inside. That's going to keep you, keep you going through that. So when I'm talking to, uh, helping to mentor some of, uh, the Georgia tech, uh, students, I, you know, try to get the sense of, um, you know, what, what really excites you and gets you out of bed in the morning. And, uh, and then trying to find kind of a career direction that they could keep doing that and, and building on it. So the earlier, I think in your career, uh, you find that some people are very lucky. Their first job is exactly what they want to do. And and then there's other people like me that have bounced around a little bit and uh, you know, it takes a little while. So Well, I think it's way. great
0: advice. I really do. Uh, you know, and you have me curious and all the time that you've now been up in the Bay area in, in Northern California uh, have they converted you? Uh, Pac-12 at all? or Are you still a Yellow Jacket?
1: Oh no! I mean, there's nothing like Southeast college football. So uh, <laughs> I've gone to a couple Stanford games, and you know everybody's talking about you know economics and on their iPhone. And uh, right, in, right in Georgia, you know we would tailgate for for a couple of days before the game. So it's uh, very different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Quinn, listen, again, thanks for so much for sharing your story, freeing up the time. It's been great to speak with you. Um, I think we'll wrap this one up right now.
1: Sounds great, Paul. Nice, nice to speak with you, too.
0: Absolutely. So, everybody, remember your intention matters because, well, that's the result you'll tend to get. So, we're out of here, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Go Leafs and go Raptors. And from my guest, Quinn, go Yellow Jackets.
1: Thanks. <laughs>